Mr. Guest, please sign in. What? Welcome to The Rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials. For the foreseeable future, we're going to be ranking action movies. After that, who knows? But we're hoping our listeners will get involved and help us decide. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. And if you disagree, <laughs> join the discussion at Twitter at, at the Rank Podcast, on our website at therankwithjohnandzack.com, or email us at therankwithjohnandzack at protonmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at The Rank Podcast. And remember, please rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. Anyway, enjoy the show. So this was actually another movie that uh, I was introduced to by you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, saw it for the first time with you. Many, many action movies I saw for the first time with you because I saw them with you because I still wasn't allowed to watch them. (laughs) So I'd be at your house and I'd be like, can we watch Die Hard? (laughs) <laughs> I didn't actually realize that my uh, my mom likes Speed a lot, so we used to watch it because it's a family movie at my house. I guess. <laughs> I guess if you're on the Rank Podcast, we have a way of doing things, right? Where first we start off with opening banter out of the way. <laughs> we then move into the introduction, where you give a nice little summary of the movie. Uh, we talk about the movie from basically start to finish, probably skipping a lot of stupid crap. Um, then we move into the rank, where we rank each of our ten categories on a scale of one to five, one being the worst, five being the best, and then we say goodbye. Then we say goodbye. Good riddance. Yeah, that's what the listeners say. They say, it's enough of that. <laughs> Let's hope they don't. Well, today, we're ranking Speed. The 1994 movie written by Graham Yost, directed by Jan DeBont, and starring Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. We've ranked Aliens, Cliffhanger, Central Intelligence, Bloodsport, The Mummy, Predator, Hero, and Iron Man thus far. In the last episode, we actually had our first change at the top. Iron Man supplanted Aliens as the best action movie ever. So it's Iron Man, then Aliens, then Predator, Hero, The Mummy, Central Intelligence, Cliffhanger, and Bloodsport. Bring it up the rear. Mm, Poor Bloodsport. So I guess the question is, do you think we'll have two episodes in a row that we change number one? At the very least, could it supplant The Mummy as the best action movie of the 90s? Um, I think it has a chance. I actually do, too. Not to give anything away here, but I Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. there's a chance that it could supplant The Mummy. I guess we'll find out in a little bit. But uh, on to the summary. Howard Payne is a disgruntled former bomb squad officer who has snapped. He wants $3.7 million, and he's going to get it any way he can. Howard uses his bomb squad expertise to rig a bunch of bombs and hold people hostage to get the money. Jack Traven gets caught in between, but is determined to to keep everyone safe and put an end to Howard Payne's plans. Howard places a bomb on a bus that is activated once the bus reaches 50 miles per hour and is triggered if it goes back below 50 miles per hour. Thankfully, Jack meets Annie, a plucky passenger who likes speed, or who likes to speed. <laughs> she, ends up, she likes the movie she's in. <laughs> enough to do a sequel. Not, yeah. not, not for Jack Traven, though. Not for Jack Traven. <laughs> who replaced him? Was it Luke Perry or Jason somebody? Jason Patrick. 
Jason Patrick, even stupider. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if he's stupider than Luke Perry, but he's pretty stupid. <laughs> she ends up driving the bus and helping Jack keep everyone safe. So that's the summary. I don't know if that's my best, but hey, that's it. It's a good summary. I just realized that I forgot to mention that we do the potent notables. I skipped that entirely. <laughs> that's okay. We're so doing potent, we're notables the potent notables, though. <laughs> what are the potent notables, Zach? Are there potent notables? I actually have no idea. Uh, no, we have actually a good amount. This, this was the first movie. I don't know. Well, as Amber always. Bullock and Keanu Reeves met. I, I well, that's it. true. That is actually a, a, um, a notable. Mm-hmm. I don't know how potent it is, but it's mm. definitely notable. It's not very potent. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to start with the box office results, as mm. I always do. Speed gained $121.2 million domestically and $229.2 million internationally for a worldwide total of $350.4 million against a budget of only $30 million. I remember this being a really big hit. Yeah, this was a huge hit. This could reasonably be considered a blockbuster, um, I would say. Oh. Uh, and, of course, it spawned a sequel, which was generously a flop, mm. <laughs> more likely mm. a disaster financially. Mm. Have you have you uh, ever seen the uh, um, critic episode where they where they spoof Speed and you know the, the Jay Sherman the critic is reviewing Speed Three where um, the terrorist is going to blow up the glacier that they're on if it moves faster than you know an inch a millennia or something like that. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. That's good. It's, it's one of my favorites. Or maybe uh, I did, but I have the critic ones. The critic was a was a really funny show. Um, so here's a neat little anecdote. A 20th Century Fox producer started to realize that they had a hit on their hands when he noticed people walking backwards out of the theater to go to the bathroom because they didn't <laughs> want to miss anything. <laughs> nice. I thought that was kind of cool. It makes sense to me, too, because it's a tense movie. It is a tense movie. And the whole the title of it, Speed, uh-huh. it's like so such an apt title. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, even with the gimmick premise, right? Um, So, like, obviously, there's a reason that it's it's called speed because of the premise with the bus, you know, speeding. But even that, it's like that. It's the speed element of this whole movie. Just like it's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen here? You know, Mm -hmm. I can see why. um, I can see this movie being greenlit easily, like when it's turned in just the premise, because it's it's an easy thing to get behind. It's an easy thing to describe. You know, well, maybe not described because the plot's a little, a little labyrinthian in a way, or at least the the scheme. But I can see the producers being like, oh, "Okay, it's about a bus that goes fast." I like that. I like the name Speed. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny too because um, the guy who wrote a Graham Yost, um, he actually put a warning when he like so the he like sent the script out to people and. Um, when it got bought, when when they were trying to cast people, they sent the script out with a warning that was like, "This is about a a bus." <laughs> like, not what you would expect when you see speed. Public, um, tra- public transport, the movie. Yeah, right. Exactly. L.A. Public transport, the movie. Well, so Sandra Bullock actually learned to drive a bus for the film. Oh. And Keanu Reeves and Jeff Daniels trained with real SWAT personnel. Um, and Frank Dukes, actually, to perfect their (laughs) movements. (laughs) That that I believe, 100%. According to Frank Dukes. 
Um, the the bus jump scene wasn't actually in the original script. Uh-huh. Jan DeBont came up with it when he noticed a piece of the I-105 freeway missing when he was driving around L.A. So yeah. he actually ended up doing two takes of that scene. Because on the first one, the bus landed too smoothly. <laughs> That's an interesting problem to have, I feel like. I, yeah, I guess so. They're like, no, worse. And the film actually ran out of money before it was completed. Okay. Um, when it was previewed for an audience for the first time, the subway scenes were animated storyboards. <laughs> it was... This is, what it, this is what it might have looked like. Our yeah. Disney Imagineers. <laughs> but the audience actually loved the storyboard so much that the studio ended up ponying up the dough to get it done. I feel like, well, we'll, we'll get there. But um, no, that's, that's odd. I guess they yeah. used all the money on buses to crash. <laughs> well, and, I, uh, and possibly other transportation vehicles as well. Yeah, well, I... I have it somewhere in the quote notables here, but I'm pretty sure it's like 18 buses that they used. I believe it, given given the abuse the fucker must have gone through. <laughs> right. Um, so here's here's kind of another fun one. This movie actually saved lives. Really? Yeah. There was an incident where a school bus full of kids were in danger because the driver had had a, had a heart attack while he was driving. Mm-hmm. And one boy like ran up, jumped on the, you know, like climbed up on the driver's lap, and then jumped on the brake pedal and pulled the bus to the side of the road. Hmm. And they asked him like, wh- you know, why did you do it? What like what made you feel like you could you could do this? He said, I saw that bus movie. Like <laughs> <laughs> that, that kid was watching Speed at Home, and then that happens to him, and he's like, my time has come. Apparently, that's you. Yeah, I guess it's a family uh, movie, right? Well, I, I was just all I was missing was the opportunity to show my skills. Right, exactly. Uh, every bus I've ever been on, I'm like, oh, I hope that the driver gets shot. I can step right in. So, Keanu Reeves actually did like 90% of his own stunts in this. Oh. And Jan DeBont cast him after seeing Point Break. He quote, "He's not threatening to men because he's not that bulky, and he looks great to women." End quote. <laughs> all true and actually that was so Keanu was like I don't want to do this movie I don't want to be an action star I'm not interested and Jan like, sold him on doing this movie by saying I'll let you do all the stunts <laughs> he doesn't want to be an action star but he does want to do all his stunts yeah, he's going to funny? be an action star it is kind of funny <laughs> he's like I'm a serious actor I do Shakespeare he's like sure you did Keanu the other thing that um, so this is uncredited but they brought in a script doctor. Mm-hmm. The script I hope it doctor's was, name? Oh, I hope what? it wasn't Shane Black. It wasn't Shane Black, ironically. No. Um, it was John Long. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> bus, ha- bus hanger. <laughs> bus hanger. Um, well, his, his thing was like, let's do a bus like in Nepal. Okay. Right. Um, On top of the mountain. Right, exactly. Bus crashes, and then all of the bus passengers have to eat each other. <laughs> uh, but no, the the script doctor was Joss Whedon. Really? I know. You wouldn't have. I wouldn't have thought that. Right? I definitely would not have. Did I, he sexually harass anyone on the set? He he had to have, right? Um, Pretty much. But I definitely thought about it while I was watching the movie, and I've got some. As we do our movie overview, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up. This was actually Jan DeBont's directorial debut. Debut. Yeah, I actually saw that because I 
thought that he had directed a lot more than he did, and it turns out he kind of didn't. Which is no, not but he was a cinematographer and a lot of stuff. No, yeah, I saw that. I was like, he really didn't direct too much, and then he did direct a couple of things, and then he was a cinematographer on kind of a a, a number of decent a lot movies. Of, yeah, good movies, including so, Die Hard, Die Hard, and The Hunt for Red October, two McTiernan films. And but that's uh, basically why they gave him this. They 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 offered it to Quentin Tarantino of all people, okay. who turned it down. That would have been a fun and, movie. Right? Very different. A lot um, more shots of Sandra Bullock hitting the gas pedal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sandra, I think your character would be driving barefoot here. She's like, I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure she would. No, she would. So they they actually asked a lot of directors. Quentin Tarantino was one of them, but the first one that they asked that they really wanted was John McTiernan, actually. Really? I could see that. Um they but so when when Tarantino turned him down. They were like, you know, fuck it. Let's go with a first-time director then. And that's yeah. how they ended up with Jan de Bond. But, you know, I mean, he had... he's Yeah, he's a first-time director, but he did a bunch of cinematography, as we were talking about. Like mm-hmm. Die Hard, The Hunter for October, Lethal Weapon 3. So he had action movie chops. And he had experience doing action movie elevator scenes, having done Die Hard. Yeah, actually, you know, it's funny because a lot of people attribute... You know, when I'm re- like when I was like reading through this stuff, a lot of people attribute the opening sequence with the elevator as because as influenced by Die Hard, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. Um, it was because Jan had his own personal experience where he got stuck on an elevator on the 40th floor, and they had to fire rescue had to come up, and they took him took everybody out through the roof. And the speed was ironically born, I guess. Well, I, I, the opening scene, anyway. But I just thought that was really sort of fascinating. It, it does seem similar to Die Hard, but I guess I actually, you know what? Last time I watched Die Hard, I was less a, there was less elevator action than I remembered in my head. In my head, there had been a lot of elevator action. I don't remember a lot of sex in the elevator in that movie, but oh yeah, I mean, if love, you say so, lo- loving an elevator, living it up while I'm going down, as as Stephen Tyler once said, the great Stephen Tyler. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I hope no one was, thinks I actually like Aerosmith. <laughs> uh, they actually, I was wrong. It wasn't 18 buses. It was 13 buses. Oh, well, you're fired. But it actually wasn't because, like, they were breaking. It was just that they used different buses for different things. Like, there was a bus for interior shots. There was a bus for exterior shots. There was a bus that had a stunt driver on top. There was a bus that had a plexiglass front that stuck out for the camera to sit in. I was watching a thing about the Batman. (laughs) They built multiple Batmobiles for exactly that purpose, so they could get different shots and stuff. One that, like, had... One that was extremely light for jumps and one that was less light, so on and so forth. I didn't watch the movie. I just watched a YouTube thing. Well, I don't know. I actually thought it was interesting because <laughs> I'm sure it was interesting. But... I had I had the temptation to watch that scene where he walks to the penguin upside down. Or he's not walking upside down, but you know what I mean? <laughs> so I watched that scene and then it was like, watch how Wait, they did you mean this. you were going to watch watch it upside down? I, was, I watched it upside down and he walked right side up. And I was like, this is a strange choice. Oh, I just thought this was kind of funny. So I read this, and I was like, what part are they talking about? And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, okay. Dennis, It was Dennis Hopper's idea to stick his fingers in Jeff Daniels' nose to lift him up. 
<laughs> yeah, that's when he first falls into the elevator, right? I, I found that strange. Yeah. yeah. But DeMont was like, no, that's going to look really silly. <laughs> Which it does. Yeah. But then he agreed after he tried it. So he had Dennis Hopper do it to him. And he was like, oh, it's really pain- it's, it's really painful. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, okay, I guess you can do it since it's actually really painful. But here's the thing that I feel like DeBont was missing in that moment. Like, yes, I'm sure it is painful. Regardless, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> it, it looks really stupid, and I don't think it would work, because someone would try to do that, and you would just, like, get your nose out of their fingers, you know? Like you yeah, just exactly. You would nose. just hit their hand away, right? You'd just yeah, like, you would get up. It. And, like... I like the idea that Keanu Reeves, his condition was doing all his own stunts. Dennis Hopper's condition was sticking his fingers up. Jeff Daniels' <laughs> nose. That was his condition for every movie he did thereafter as well. So there's a scene where the injured bus driver gets, he's like being loaded off the bus, right? Mm-hmm. They're getting him off. Actually, DeBont commented um, that, quote, one of the things that I wish I would have done in this particular scene, I wish I would have had everybody try to storm to the front and to try to get off so that you really get more sen- more of the sense of urgency. I, I remember the one woman trying to get off, right? Yeah, she and then dying. I don't know that I necessarily... I can, I can see his point, but I don't know that it would have helped. I don't think it would have. Yeah. <laughs> I would have found it on... I don't know. So the orig- the script originally had the bus going to Dodger Stadium and circling the parking lot. And DeBont thought that would be too boring, so he changed it to LAX. Plus, actually, it works better, I think, because then you have a reason why helicopters can't be there. Yeah, I think that works a lot better, actually. Yeah, I mean, he that wasn't part of the boat notable, but I, I think they definitely made the right choice there. He... um. So, DeBont decided that the bus needed uh, an ending. Mm-hmm. This is, <laughs> He's this like, the is, bus's character arc was just not complete. Yeah, that's that's basically what it was. And so that's why they actually bought an old freight plane for, for $80,000 and blew them up together. Well, so that the bus would have a proper ending. I can see why they ran out of money, just buying freight planes. James Cameron felt the same way at the end of Titanic. He was like, "This the boat needs needs a love interest. And that love interest is the iceberg. <laughs> so the prosthetic dummy head of Dennis Hopper mm. was too realistic. Oh. And that's why we get that's why we get the uh, beheading mm-hmm. from the from the back. Because from the front, it looked grotesque, apparently. I say go with it, you know? <laughs> when you're would, going... I'd be interested to see what that looked like. I would love to see it, because, I mean, like, I love the idea that they're beheading him on purpose, but then it's too gross. Like, I know. <laughs> maybe don't go with the beheading, I guess. Yeah, maybe decapitation is too strong. Yeah, yeah, if you're that upset about it. but And then, ugh, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there, I presume. But I, I, love, yeah. I love the way they try to add levity to that moment. <laughs> Oh, I know, I know. I, I can't wait to talk about this, actually. Yeah. Um, so so I, I liked this quote notable. It's actually a quote from DeBont, um, because I feel like it goes along with a lot of how you and I feel about um, action sequences and effects and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he's actually a big fan of miniatures. Quote, mm-hmm. 
If you do it right, it looks so incredibly real, something you can never, ne never ever duplicate with computer effects. So that um, was kind of neat. Did they use miniatures in this movie, or is that just yes. like in general? They did. Yeah, they used miniatures in this movie. You see, I would never have guessed, so that means they used them well, because right. I had no clue. And, uh, yeah, I uh, remember being a kid and wondering how the fuck they made people, like, flying around in space in Star Wars, and it was done almost entirely through miniatures. I know, I isn't it, that I so cool? I thought it incredible, but... I, I, I thought I did, too. I love miniatures. I'm, I'm a huge fan of miniatures. It's, but, you know... There's just so much you can do with them mm -hmm. without people. Like, like when we were talking about the mummy, the beginning where they have that scene in Thebes, right? Yeah, that probably would have looked terrible. Yeah. It would have looked so much better with miniatures because it just yeah. looked real. And you would, you can get really good detail with it. And I'm sure it's expensive and time consuming, but then again, not like computer graphics or nothing. Right. I would think it's probably similar in cost, if not less. Yeah. Well, whatever. Nobody asked us. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Maybe someday they will from this podcast. They'll be like, we need to go to the source. We need to, we need the experts. And we'll be like, do miniatures. And they're like, oh, that was simpler than I thought it was going to be. The subway car that comes crashing out of the tunnel? Mm-hmm. That was actually a bus. They really? just dressed up to look like a subway car, yeah. <laughs> they, had, they had an extra bus, and they figured, why not? <laughs> yeah. I got 13 buses. What are we going to do with this one? <laughs> uh, let's send it through the tunnel. Hey. Hey, Jan, did you notice that we didn't crash this last bus? Oh, really? Well, we got to fix that. So, Keanu was not the first choice. Um, actually, Graham Yost quotes, this is a quote from Graham Yost. We went to the Toms first. You know, you go to Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks. And then I think we went to Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson, who were going to do Money Train. Well... Which I thought was funny. But when they saw Reeves show up on his motorized bicycle, otherwise known as a motorcycle, <laughs> they were apparently sold on the idea of Keanu. Who is saying this quote? I know you said it was Graham Yost, but who is No, no, no. That, that, that was the end of the quote. That was me who said the motorized bicycle. Oh, you bicycle. said motorized. <laughs> oh, so you're the crazy person who decided that, that was how you say that word. Um, I, I, I can just imagine him pulling up on his motorized bicycle and the director director and Graham Yost are like, oh, who is that? <laughs> I was um, going to go with Wesley Snipes, but oh my. <laughs> yes, please. So Graham Yost, a little bit about him. He was actually a writer on Full House. Of course. And he apparently did not like it. <laughs> Quote, <laughs> I would be sitting in that writer's room just hoping and praying that an assistant would come in and say, there's a phone call for you, and that it had sold, and I could quit Full House. <laughs> what did he hate Full House so much? Just I don't he know. To make action movies, I guess. Well, he did end up quitting before, even before he knew this if the script had sold. Um, it wasn't too long after that he after he quit that he got word that it had sold, though. He uh, was kept trying to ins insert action scenes into Full House. Yeah, <laughs> What's the house full of dynamite. <laughs> Uh, if uh, Daddy Rick had his way, it would be. Oh yes, Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, so they 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 go with Keanu <laughs> and 20th Century Fox. So Jan DeBont says to Keanu, you know, you're you're going to be a cop, right? I want you to shave your head because I don't want you to look like I want you to look like you would really be a cop, right? And so I think he just meant get like a more conservative haircut because you know mm -hmm. he had those flowing locks right yeah and in, in my head he 
hundred percent of his life now. He's had exactly the hair and the beard he has he's had for John Wick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know he didn't used to really look quite like that, but that's just it he was a baby and that's what he looked like to me now. But at the time he did have long hair. For instance, you can go to uh one of my favorite music videos, the Paula Abdul uh, Rush Rush video. You can see what his hair looked like then. Yeah, or even point break. No, 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 no. Or go to Bill the and Ted's bogus journey or whatever. Actually, um, Excellent Adventure is a good movie, and if we ever do comedies, that's one of the first ones I'm picking. I really hope we do comedies. Listeners, if you want us to do comedies, we'll come up with 10 new categories, and we'll dive in, because I think that would be a lot of fun, personally. It'd be fun, It'd be fun to come up with 10 new categories and do the 10 same categories. We can do that, potentially. And just, <laughs> and just... This movie did not have good action sequences, but that's yeah. not surprising because it was the final movie. showdown was terrible. Yeah, the, this Woody Allen movie they did not have, have a good here, yeah. a good anti. Well, he had a, and a good villain, but that was just in real life. Anyway, so Keanu, he probably took it a step further than even Jan Debont when he like really like shaved his head. Basically, mm-hmm. it wasn't completely bald, but it was very short. Yeah, and 20th Century Fox freaked out. <laughs> they were like, "No, we're not doing this." No way. Uh, they actually, <laughs> they actually discussed halting production for months to let him grow it back. Good lord! You, if you've had a bad haircut, just think you haven't had such a bad haircut that they canceled production of the blockbuster movie you were working on. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And they actually did halt it for a little while to let him grow it back some. So, so like what we're seeing is what has grown back. Mm-hmm. They were like, we're not filming this like this. He needs hair. Oh, all right. <laughs> I think that's kind of crazy. But how short was this? Was he just Obadiah Stane? I have no idea. It must have, I don't know if it was that short, but, you know, I think it was like, what I read was that you could. it was hard to tell that he had hair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, Keanu was like, I mean, he didn't want to be an action star anyway, which I was talking about earlier. Um and but Jan de Bon actually was like in a complete agreement, and that's why he wanted part of the reason why he wanted him was because he felt that many big name stars actually impeded their characters from sh- from shining on screen mm-hmm. since their films became more about their status than the characters' actual arcs. Yeah. Quote When I did Speed, I was very happy to get Keanu because of, at the time he wasn't really an action star. In fact, he didn't really like action. He was afraid of it, and that meant when he had to do things, you could see how uncomfortable he was and really feel it, and therefore it becomes much more realistic. Mm, I can see that. Um, and so the last quote notable here is that Annie was uh, very different in the original script. Mm-hmm. She was a man. Well, no. She was um, Annie. She was what? You're Manny. kind of sound far away. Yeah, because I moved far away. Sorry, she was Manny. She was Manny? Mm-hmm. No, no. She was black. She was black. And a paramedic. Okay. So in the first version, she was... This is directly from... Quote from Graham Yost. In the first ver- version, she was an African-American and a paramedic. Quote, I wanted to explain why she could drive so well at high speeds through traffic. You come up with these rationalizations for a character and you start peeling them back. End quote. He added that the first actor the studio approached for the part of Annie was actually Halle Berry, but she turned down the role. I think that could have worked, although Sandra Bullock is very likable in the role. Yeah, Sandra Bullock's great. Um, 
but I do think Halle Berry would have worked here. I also, I also kind of would have liked. Maybe it's a, maybe it's at the risk of over explaining why she can drive a bus or fast or whatever. But I like, uh, I like what they ended up going with, with it being a, a silly line, but it's a fun line, and you know, not, 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 not over sort of going into. Just sometimes people can drive fast. Yeah, I mean. So I think it works because it's not like she's a particularly great driver, you know? Yeah, it's like, true. You know, she's like, they don't show her as being like, wow, she may, she's doing these like, like a baby driver, you know? Uh, I don't know if you yeah. saw that movie, but like, he, you know, she's not doing Ansel Elgort things. Mm-hmm. She's just surviving. Just, just you know? Ansel Elgort things. That's the name of my Tumblr. <laughs> um, no, yeah, that's, that's actually a really good point. She's kind of like, I don't want to say she's bad. But like she's crashing into things, she's hitting cars, and uh, he kind of has to help her turn sometimes when it's particularly right. hard. Exactly. So, so yeah, I think it I think it works in the sense that like um, you know if it had been somebody who knew how to dress drive a bus really well, mm-hmm. might have been you might have expected more from the character. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of but so let's, he's not all that good at it. Yeah, exactly. So let's let's dive into the movie overview. Um, I was sort of struck by how weirdly long the opening credit sequence was. Thank you. <laughs> I watched I watched the first fifteen minutes of the movie, and then Hudson was like, "Oh, uh, you're watching Speed. Oh, you want to cut? Well, let's watch it together." And I was like, "I don't want to restart it because I don't want to watch the opening credits again." <laughs> I was like, "We can yeah. skip the opening credits. I'll rewatch the next." I couldn't believe it. I was but just like, "We're just going to go down this elevator shaft forever and boring because it's just an elevator shaft." I know, I like, why did you have to skip, like, it was like every two floors you gave a name. It's like, could you just do every other one? You know, yeah, like, like I, I, maybe it's just we're supposed to get how long an elevator this is, but I, I'm glad it wasn't just me that I was losing my mind. Because I'm sitting there going, why is this going still? Why are yeah, we... I, I think he was trying to show, like, boy, this was a really tall elevator, right? And I'm just like, can you just put the numbers? We get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I see on the panel that it's, you know. 60 floors or whatever it is. I get it. Yeah. You don't need to show me. I'm like, oh, that's tall. Mm-hmm. But, but, then, uh, but then we get that sh- stupid business meeting where I feel like there were a number of actors who weren't paid by the union because they didn't get lines. Yeah. Um, and like, there's a lot of, I love watching movies I haven't seen in a long time, like from, from the past, because I see a lot of actors that I forgot existed and I go, oh, what the fuck is he from? And I have to look it up. That's a lot of fun to me. Oh yeah, like uh, like the guy playing Bob. Mm-hmm. I didn't look him up, but I I was I actually marked it down so that I would, but I you know. I didn't look that. I didn't look it up either. And the but guy. He's like tons of stuff. I'm like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, and the guy who hit the button, I knew from stuff. It turned out. That's, I knew that's what I'm talking about. about. The guy who hit the button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did look him up. He was in Mad Men mostly, but other uh, other things. I think I knew was the he other guy too. Mad too. Yeah. Well. I have anyway, to, yeah. So, but, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say it's fun when that happens because it's like, because like these people are in the movie for five seconds and it's like I fucking know this guy and it's a distraction, but it is <laughs> it is fun. Um, and it reminds me of the olden days when you couldn't look people up, so you were just like that fucking guy and you move on with your life. Yeah, <laughs> he's from something, right? I don't know. Maybe he's not. And then well, I, I had also forgotten that Joey Morton was in this movie. Completely. I don't know who that is. Uh, the police chief guy. Oh, okay. Slash uh, Miles Dyson from 
another oh action. right from terminator 2 right oh that's a good oh man that's that's good. i knew it, i like recognized him but like it was it was like you said it was like oh, i recognize him all right moving on with my life <laughs> yeah exactly i'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and think really hard about joey morton but see I, I feel like it's because so when i saw him i was like oh i recognize him but from like in my past you know mm-hmm. whereas when i recognized bob the guy who hits the button in the elevator i was like i know him like now he's yeah. in stuff now so that's that was sort of the difference for me. Yeah, but I did. It cracked me up. Dennis Hopper's overacting in that first kill scene. Okay, is so that another, maniacal look. Another thank you. I'm glad that again. This isn't. I, I don't know if we're just like you know noticing the same things in movies now because we're talking about every other movie we watch. <laughs> but good lord, I was thinking was he was he always this like hammy? I guess maybe they told him to be hammy. But just him looking up after he, like, every time he hears them talk and he goes to his, like, earpiece or whatever the fuck. Yeah. He, like, really, like, intensely looks up. Like, oh! And, like, it's just so overacted. It's Oh, he's crazy. He, so it makes me actually want to watch Waterworld because I feel like, (laughs) because he's the main villain in that, too. And I'm pretty sure I remember him being a big overactor for that, too. So, like, I didn't remember him being an overactor for Mm -hmm. this when I was young. But I, I, did, I, I didn't. I didn't either. Waterworld. So I'm like, how bad must Waterworld be? Yeah. If this, if if this one, we remembered him being pretty all right. Yeah. Know. Exactly. <laughs> isn't he the main bad guy in a um? I, by which I mean Bowser. Isn't he Bowser in the Super Mario Brothers? Oh yeah, I think he does do the voice for Bowser. Um, I bet that he's. Uh, or wait, wait. Do you mean? The I mean the live Bob action Hoskins? with Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. Oh boy, I don't know, but you, you're probably right. That sounds right. If me. if. That one, I bet he really reined himself in. Yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> Nothing like uh, the character Bowser to, to rein in your overacting tendencies. <laughs> it's it's like a really subtle role, you know. You really have to dig in. It's not like something you can just ham it up. It's also like such a grotesque kill scene that he has there. It is, you know. It's like, and I'm like, so I also, and this sort of leads to as we continue through the movie, I'm like. You know, we're going to eventually find out that he's Howard Payne and that he's a former police officer and, mm-hmm. and that, you know, he snapped, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know that somebody snapping is really what this, like, he's just reveling in murder. Yeah, yeah. It he's feels not... like he would have been this way for, through his whole life. Yeah, he's not disgruntled. He's not like this is, he's gone, been pushed too far. Right. He's psycho. Yeah. He's just murdering people left and right, and he's fine with it. Yeah, and, and like murdering cops and stuff. So yeah, and we'll and we'll get further along here, but he's just is like laughing about. I mean, I'm just like, okay, sure. Yeah. Random <laughs> bus like, driver blows up his bus, and he's just like, yeah, well, you should have gotten, you know, should give guy. me my money, like. Yeah, and and like though it's insinuated, it's because he didn't get his pen. His pension is shitty. Like that's not a reason to I know, right? blow He's up like, LA. It blew off my thumb and my pension's not good enough. So I'm yeah. gonna... Meanwhile, he's got okay. seemingly an okayish looking house. Just, just so relax. It up, we'll be... oh, well, yeah, well. Which we'll get into later also, but why? Um, <laughs> you're not yeah, there by the way, anyway. We forgot spoiler alerts for speed. If you haven't seen speed. Oh yes. If you haven't seen speed, <laughs> we've spoiled quite a bit already, but spoiler alert. <laughs> Like the bus crashes at the end. Yeah, I thought the bus survived. Um, Where are we though? Uh, So, well, we're um, 
we've seen Dennis Hopper's overacting. Yeah. Um, and I was I was saying like, as much as there was a lot of overacting there from especially from Dennis, mm-hmm. the being stuck in, in an elevator while it's falling like that would be mm-hmm. absolutely terrifying. It, it that would be really a terrifying would. experience. Um, I also I couldn't help it with Keanu. This part where they're like, "What can stop the the elevator from falling?" And then Keanu goes basement while he's chewing the while he's chewing gum. Yeah. What a dick. Yeah, I, I thought that they were introducing him to be a different character, like really, because like he comes across as kind of callous and like I don't care about people because yeah. of that and the shooting the hostage thing. But then they just pull back on that entirely, and he cares I know. about. What was the point of that? So I don't know if it was maybe a different draft of the script. They made him like much more like doesn't care about the people. He just wants to get the bad guy. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because he sees. I'm gonna head candidate and say that he is like that. But then he actually sees the hostages firsthand and says, "You know what? I have to actually care about these people now. I can't just go around shooting hostages unless they're my buddy. Or maybe maybe it's shooting Jeff Daniels that does it." <laughs> He realizes if shooting Jeff Daniels is this hard, how am I ever going to shoot Sandra Bullock? This was something that sort of stuck out to me, and not in like a bad or good way, just sort of an interesting observation. At least I think it's an interesting observation. So this movie's filmed in 1993, comes out in 1994, right? Um, And you got all these people that are stuck in an elevator, and none of them know what is going on. Mm -hmm. Like they don't know that they're they've been taken hostage that there's a SWAT team there and everything. It's just sort of interesting because now mm-hmm. everybody would know almost instantly. Yeah. Cause they'd all be on their phones right away. It's just an interesting. It, it is. And um, there's that like ties in a little bit with his, sur- his surveillance of the bus later when they assume that the only reason he knows what's going on is because of the, um, the news copters and he's got all those feeds and everything like that. And then I know I, I was thinking when they see the camera that he has installed into there and Keanu assumes it doesn't have audio. Cause it's like, you probably couldn't even buy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Cameras back then nowadays, just, you know, he just would be streaming right to his phone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's really just a crazy difference in technology in 30 years. That's so crazy to feel to that. That's 30 years ago that this came out. So, no, that doesn't that doesn't sound right. <laughs> doesn't doesn't. Um, I, I actually and I liked that when you know Keanu and Jeff Daniels go in there and they're like we're LAPD. We mm. um, the people in the elevator are like why did they send cops? Yeah, because they, it was definitely like what I was thinking. I'm like, why are the cops there? For no yeah, reason? they should have just been like, oh, we're just guys. We're working on it. Is what I think instead of just from foment panic. Well, what I think is funny is they're like, "Hey, we're from the LAPD. We're gonna get you out of there." And mm-hmm. then, you know, they hear them and they're like, "Why are they some cops?" And then like two seconds later, like, "What do you think about the hostages? You think we should just kill hostages?" And da 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 da. I'm like, so they heard you say that you're there, but then they heard nothing else. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand how they weren't how the people in the elevator weren't able to hear them talking about. Yeah. How, them as hostages. Yeah, I know because they didn't talk that much louder when they were actually talking to the guys. They're like, "All right, we're here to save you." So these guys are fucked, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
they're gonna die. <laughs> what do you think, Jeff Daniels? Oh, they're dead. No, I was uh, I don't know why, but the music stuck out to me, and I can't even like replicate it. I tried to write it down like I was gonna be able to remember it, but, mm-hmm. but let me just tell you what I wrote down. The dun 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 dun. <laughs> no, I know just what you mean. Actually, the music has. The music for this movie in general has actually stuck in my head for a long time. Like, it's one of the first action themes I think of, for whatever reason. Well, here's what's funny to me, is that I immediately recognized that from Bad Boys. Mm-hmm. They definitely use that same music in Bad Boys. Hmm. And I'm like, why do I recognize it with Bad Boys and not with Speed? It's probably because it's during the elevator sequence and not yeah. later on. But I just thought that was interesting. Um, and can we just talk about the, the sound editing or whatever sound mm-hmm. effects in this? They just is constantly plunk, 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 plunk. Like the, the lines of a hundred elevators are popping yeah. constantly. Yeah, yeah. Is that what an elevator shaft sounds like? <laughs> I would <laughs> well, think I, it's pretty quiet other than the elevators going up and down. I would too, but my assumption is that, um, you and I don't know what an elevator shaft sounds like, and they know that. So they're going, how can we signal to people what this is, what they, what do people think this sounds like? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and, and apparently I would imagine people would generally think it would be loud slash a lot of wires. I was sort of fortunate that there just happened to be a crane on that roof. I yeah. liked that whole thing that they used the crane to like help it. Mm. And I'm like, really? The crane can't hold the elevator? I, yeah. I was, sort of, I was like, all right, I guess if you say so. Um, and can we, I just don't, I don't buy that they would have pulled those people out of the elevator while it was like still like falling. Falling, yeah. Seems like, like a good way to just, you know. Decapitate somebody? Exactly. But I get, I get that the, the situation was dire, but like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. In fact, if I was. If I was Joey Morton, I would be a little annoyed at these two for going quite so rogue as they went. Yeah. Where they're like, all right, we'll we'll connect it to this crane without talking to anybody, and then we'll piss off the the detonator guy without talking to anybody, and then we'll just yank everyone out. And he's over there like, did I tell you to do any of that, or what? I know. You didn't even um, ask. We have radios for a reason, Keanu. I will say, though, it did have me engaged. Oh, yeah. Right from the beginning. Like, my stomach was in knots when they were getting the people out of the elevator. I knew they were going to get them all out, mm-hmm. but I was still just like, oh, my God, they're going to, like, did you it's going to chop off this woman's legs. Yeah, did you happen to notice their gratuitous uh, upskirt shot that that one, one woman was subjected to? No, I didn't. I didn't even I didn't even notice it. I guess it was just me, but they really, <laughs> like, at one point, like, it's, you can see just her butt like completely hanging out of her skirt and attendant undergarments. And I was like, that was too, that was a bit much. <laughs> and it was she's right pregnant. The, There's yeah, her oh, uterus. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's breaching right now. Um, and, and then when they were like, oh, he's definitely in, in the place. And, you know, uh, we, oh, we checked all the elevators and yeah. there's nobody in them. Did you check the freight elevators? I'm like, they that's they bullshit. Yeah, they should have checked those as well as the regular old elevators. That's such a dumb, like, I just was like, really? They were like, make sure you check all the elevators, just not those ones. <laughs> not those, the other ones. Yeah. And then, and then, Keanu 
or was it Dennis Hopper? I can't even remember. I think it was Keanu who said, "Will our mystery guest please sign in?" Yeah, that was also that was also like, oh so bad. And the whole time he's like saying all these lines, he's just chewing gum constantly. I'm like, what is why? Spit yeah, the, the gum out, dude. The chewing <laughs> the gum especially is like, okay, can we not? Can we not have him? You know, chewing his cud right into the microphone, please. <laughs> And how many shots does Dennis Hopper have in that shotgun? He just was like, it just could go on forever, apparently. Yeah, and I get that um, he runs out of shots eventually, but <laughs> they sort of saved the uh, the silly lines. I felt like when he goes, "There'll be a time when you wish you'd never met me, Mister. I'm already there." Which... Not a bad, not a bad line. It was not bad. It's I, I was like, yeah, I can see how you would be. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure it makes up for the mystery guest part, but that's okay. And I'm like, why did we shoot Jeff Daniels here? I mean, the whole point of shooting Jeff Daniels in this scene seems to me to be able to let him go. Yeah, I know. And you know, it's strange because he can still blow him up. Like, explosives aren't like, they don't only work when you're right next to the person. Yeah. Because remember, he's threatening to blow him up. He's not threatening to shoot him. Like, so he doesn't have a gun to his head. Right. So, like, once he falls, he doesn't have a gun to his head anymore or something like that, or a knife. He he can still blow them all up just because right. he doesn't need Daniels to be right next to him. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I just am like, I, I didn't really understand. I didn't really understand that. And then, like, you know, Jeff Daniels tells him to shoot, but he, what is it? The, he, like, shrugs after shooting. I'm like, What's happening here? Like it was such yeah. like a ridiculous, over the top shrug, and then you have Hopper's ridiculously maniacal laugh. Uh -huh. I'm like, so is he just what? He's a Bond villain. Mm -hmm. That seems <laughs> to be the case. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, you know. Um, I, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit to, you know, they get their, after they get their medals and everything, I just, uh, I actually enjoyed Jeff Daniels line. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go home, have some sex. <laughs> Harry, you're going to go home and puke. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun too. <laughs> I, I was actually wondering what funny line they were going to come up with for that part. And I was, I was pleased because I was yeah, like, it was a good one. You know, they could. I thought I was convinced it was going to go, Harry, you're going to puke. Well, the two aren't mutually exclusive or something gross. But I like <laughs> I liked him being like, all right, well, fine. I'll puke. That's fine. Rather than I, something disgusting. This is how you know that he was a full house writer. Mm -hmm. like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think this is a little bit better than your usual full house joke. And that's not to make that much fun of full house. But some of these are actually okay. He was just dying to make a puke and sex joke the entire time he worked for Full House. He's been sitting on that one for years. There were, like, I mean, we're what, maybe 30, 30 45 minutes into this movie at this point? Mm hmm And there's already been so many of those one-liner style jokes. Mm hmm I was, I was actually, this is where the whole Joss Whedon being the script doctor thing came in. While I was yeah. thinking, I'm like, because he was brought in to spruce up the dialogue. And I'm like, is this him punching up the dialogue? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I can't say it's all that great <laughs> so far. And that's, it's not terrible or anything, but I'm like, really? This is this is the punching up? This <laughs> is, this is how Joss Whedon became like a really like popular guy until, you know, he ended up 
not being yeah. a popular guy. Yeah, just think what the punching down was. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we get to so you know the the other the other bus blows up with his friend who also happens to be a bus driver on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why he knows all the bus drivers in the city or something like that. That was <laughs> he doesn't take the bus clearly; he just knows them. Yeah, he just knows this one bus driver apparently, which is that's fine. You know, you can be friends with a bus driver. I'm not saying that. I just was like, okay, I guess Dennis Hopper knew that. Yeah. I mean, um, and then suddenly we get Ferris Bueller's best friend. Another, another actor I forgot was in this movie. <laughs> and Sandra Bullock, you know, the whole like, oh, there's gum in my seat. Gum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That was a, an ad lib. All right, son, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Just imagine what the original line was. Well, you know, it must have been great after Joss. <laughs> Joss was like vomit on him. <laughs> she's like, I'm not gonna do that. Vomit on him. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, Well, this will be fun too. Um, <laughs> So, and I'm thinking, like, so if Keanu makes it to the bus in time, that's, that's the end of the movie, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Movie I over. It would be a very short movie, but he could just be like, don't go 50 miles an hour, and they'd be like, okay. And all I kept thinking, too, is, like, maybe instead of breaking the glass, show your badge? That that felt that felt not even gratuitous. That felt stupid, because yeah, it was obviously just going to piss the bus driver off. Because every time you break the glass on a bus window, they always let you on. Yeah. There was I, a, I just, oh, sorry, I didn't realize. I mean, like, because the bomb doesn't get triggered or doesn't get activated until it reaches 50 miles an hour. So, like, it would have, it seems like if you had just gotten up there and been like, showing the badge, hey, I need to get on this bus. Mm-hmm. I'm LAPD. Then he probably, I mean, maybe, maybe it wouldn't have worked and you could have potentially worked around that in the movie, but at least it would have been more believable than smash, let me on the bus. I like, like I like the bus drivers like get off the door. Yeah, 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 get off the door. I just smashed your window and they're just like, what a weirdo. I also think it's interesting too because like so they don't really even talk about the fact that there's a second door until like the first door blows up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, maybe you should have just broken the window on that one and climbed in there. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that probably would have made a lot more sense. <laughs> We can't have the movie end too soon, though. Otherwise, it's an extremely boring movie. And then they, 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 you know, so then he's chasing it, right, in his Jeep or whatever the hell it is. And they do that far away shot from, like, the helicopter and they're chasing it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm watching OJ and the white Bronco again. I actually thought it was a Bronco. I don't know if I was just, <laughs> I don't know if my mind went to, you know, L.A., you know, car chase freeway scene and just went immediately to it must have been a Bronco. But, um, no, yeah, exactly. Canada's like, I have money on this Knicks game I have to listen to. I, I also enjoyed that the whole time Sandra Bullock's Annie, Annie is like, so she like gets to the bus late, makes everybody stop, and she gets on the bus, and now they're like stuck in traffic, and she's like yelling at the bus driver. <laughs> we need to get there faster. I'm like, I know, I enjoyed that too. <laughs> like, okay. You could walk, bitch, you know? <laughs> yes. Sam is over there like, okay, we'll get off then. You have a better way through this traffic. Who who would have thought traffic in LA, by the way? Yeah. And then and then on top of that, so now all this has happened, 
And the next scene we get is a white cop pulling a gun on an unarmed black guy in a car. And I yeah. thought, ah, I don't know that they do this scene anymore. Well, you know, it's funny because this is in L.A. in the early 90s, so it's not as though it's... Yeah, that's true. It's only like two years after Rodney King or three years or something like that. Yeah, so I was a little surprised at that too, but that's okay. I mean, they even kind of mention it, you know? Yeah. I um, I, I also like, they always show this in the movies where they burst through those barrels mm-hmm. and it's always just a bunch of water. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen them actually be water. I'm pretty sure they're always sand. I, uh, yeah, I don't know what they have them in. I remember being a kid and be like, so those are water barrels. I had no idea. They were just empty. Yeah. It seems like a waste of water to just put a bunch of whatever. And whenever they have it happen in the movies, the water goes flying and then the car is just fine. Then, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. but like, even if you hit water barrels like that, your car's getting fucked up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's not going to just stay intact. So I don't, don't really understand that. Point. Anyway, that's just a pet peeve of mine with movies and that, those barrels. And of course, uh, you know, he's finally on the bus now, right? And um, he's he's like, I'm a cop, so everything's fine. But and of course, this random guy's like, no, you're not taking me alive. Then, you you know... He like diffuses the situation, and then this idiot Good Samaritan ends up tackle, trying to tackle him, and then the yeah. bus driver gets shot. I, so I feel like okay, I have I have a little bit of trouble with the scene because then it's like okay, so now he's got to handcuff this guy, and then he lets him go, and then like there's no resolution to this character, right? Just this random guy that's on a bus with a gun who shoots somebody, and then nothing else. No, right. yeah, I kind of wondered about the same thing, because do they take him into custody once they get him off the bus? We never know. We never know. So I'm like, why not just have the bus driver have a heart attack? Mm-hmm. I think it's reasonable to assume that he would be scared, you know, in a stressful situation. He could have had a heart attack. Anyway, it seems like getting, having him be shot was a little bit extra. Yeah. And it was kind of a weird opportunity for them to put in this, like, L.A. is full of Latino gang members moments. Exactly. I yeah. I, I felt the same way. I was just like, all right. Um, and then you know, like he he's like, are you okay with with doing this or whatever? And she's like, I you should know that my license was revoked. And he says, for what? And she says, for speeding, mm-hmm. which is adorable. It's a cute <laughs> line. <laughs> that was that's Full House all the way. That's not Joss Whedon. <laughs> but having had my license revoked a lot when I was uh, young. <laughs> um, you got to do a lot of speeding to get your license revoked. Well, she had a, she had a very good time. So. Yeah. Um, and so then, so then he's on the phone with Harry, Jeff Daniels, right? And he's like, check this stuff out, blah, blah, blah. And then he like looks down where, you know, Sandra's feet are. And, and then he's like, it's clean. And and then yeah. she gives this look like what what's clean? <laughs> the idea to me that he has looked up her skirt and then mm-hmm. said it's clean is just hilarious. <laughs> that might have been Joss Whedon. That might have been. <laughs> it's clean. That vagina is clean. I can tell. And she's like, uh, thank you. I guess. <laughs> Keanu's like, oh, I know. I I've seen. 
I've seen a number of vaginas in my day. <laughs> um, I have to say, though, there there is this one part, right, where uh, Ferris Bueller's friend is asked to hold the phone and repeat to Harry what mm-hmm. Keanu is seeing. And, uh, and then Keanu's like, fuck me. And then the guy goes, uh, oh, darn. Yeah, you know, actually, it's... That was really good. There's, it's those little parts, actually, that kind of make movies like this, like, fun and uh, um, kind of audience pleasers. Because if it was just fun action, that would be one thing. But people remember those cute little moments a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like even at the time, the, uh, the, the she got the tickets for speeding line was sort of tossed around and people enjoyed it at the time even. So, Yeah, I can see that. I think... Uh, if you're gonna make a movie like this, you kind of need cute moments like that. Otherwise, it's because well, it's otherwise it's very terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another thing is that we. I guess we'll you know we'll getting getting into the ranking. We'll mention it, but the movie has actually been rather tense at a lot of points up to this point. Right. We, why they pepper these things in? I think we've okay. been making fun of a lot of things, but it actually it does do a very good job of building tension without without um just being non-stop action or anything like that. Right, right. It feels like non-stop action, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, more so than other movies that have built ten- tension slowly that we've watched on mm-hmm. the action movie, because of the speeding bus aspect, you know? So, yeah, like, there's constant motion. Yeah, take take Aliens, where we, we mentioned that, like, the first hour is very little action actually happening. right. Um, this actually feels like more action has happened. I'm not sure it's comparable. Probably more action has happened in speed at this point, but they do such a good job of keeping the momentum. Right. And it's not better or worse than the way they did it in Aliens. It's just... It's just different. It, it feels like a very quick, however long we've been watching the movie, minus the opening credits. Right. Right. Yeah, the opening credits was interminable, so... Uh, we're still dri- we're driving the bus, and you know she's now there. She's getting off of the freeway, right? And um, she ends up hitting like all these cars. I'm like, okay, first of all, how is this bus still going 50? <laughs> and how is it still upright? Um, <laughs> but you know, then now they're on the streets, and then they're driving down the street, and this woman is has a stroller, is pushing the stroller out into the street. She hits the stroller, which I, you know. Sandra actually does a great job acting in this scene because this would be a terrible thing to to have happen as a driver, you know. She to conveys hit. how upset that she seems quite well yeah. in this. I yeah, and it's it, and I was like, yeah, I get it, you know, that would be terrible. That would just be cripplingly like upsetting. Yeah, not just and upsetting. then it's just a bunch of cans, and I'm like. I get it. You don't want to actually kill a baby. And I'm glad that we didn't, didn't kill a baby, but that's fucking stupid. Why are there a bunch of cans in a stroller? Like don't, don't throw it in unless if you're going to, if you're going to make it something as stupid as cans, because like, who, does anyone carry transport cans in a baby stroller? Like ever, anywhere, at any time, the entire world. Not that I know of. Yeah. This is the one time it's ever happened. So. Or if it is happening, it's a person who looks m- much worse than that. Yeah, than just this random woman who looks like a regular old mom. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but credit to the movie because I kind of, you know, I knew it wasn't a baby because I'd seen this movie before. Right. Um, but despite Still a guy. That, yeah, it, it, it kind of like makes your, you know, 
your heart jump into your throat just a little bit when you see the the, the baby stroller hit because you're like fucking just hit a it pisses you off even more that it's cans yeah yeah <laughs> like fuck you you put me through that for fucking cans <laughs> shortly thereafter i uh when she almost hits the kids crossing the street and they're just clearly kids yeah i uh i joked if only she had hit one of the kids and it exploded into cans <laughs> just everything is cans it's just absurd part of the movie oh god that would have been fantastic i feel like there's got to be some kind of like fan art out there that shows that um but yeah i actually wrote man this movie is tense yeah what were we gonna say Sorry. i was gonna say i uh was actually on a it doesn't matter um i uh almost found that upskirt shot that i was talking about but i couldn't log into the site <laughs> i have a deviant art account but i can't figure out how to get into it <laughs> i was i was gonna show you this upskirt shot now i'm upset but that's okay is it, we moved past it. Yeah, that's all right. I don't need to see it. I believe it. You're like, I've seen upskirts before. Yep. And, you know, sometimes it's wonderful and sometimes it's not. Um, Depends on if it's clean or not. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, who knows? So then we have this, this dialogue couplet where I'm just mm -hmm. like, why is this even in the movie? This woman goes, we could have died. I can't think. And then mm -hmm. he goes, it's okay. If you need to, you go right yeah. ahead and vomit. Yeah. What? It was a weird callback to Jeff Daniels vomiting at home. I don't know. It's, 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 either Joss Whedon or uh, what's his name? Graham Yost. Graham Yost. Somebody has something to do with vomiting. You know? I don't know. Yeah. Got to go back and look at some old Full House episodes and see if I can find a pattern. So then after she's almost killed a baby and some children, now they're on this freeway and so everything's fine so now she's like weirdly like happy and very flirtatious with Keanu. yeah i was like this really quickly turned into like like you're hitting on him <laughs> well you know it's it's this is the most exciting first date she's had in months he <laughs> looked up he looked up her skirt and they almost killed the baby and and he not, told not her she was clean so. Yeah, and the, this was not the same the same you know instance. This wasn't she. He didn't look up the skirt and then almost kill the baby. That would, right, it's right. just the doctor's appointment. It's the, after this whole thing happened. Um, <laughs> it's just, so that was a, that was a fast abortion. Was it just me or was that fast? Well, the movie's called Speed, so yeah. Um, <laughs> we aim to please, ma'am. Um, so. Keanu's Jack Traven, Keanu's character here, has been like really polite to everybody. Yes, sir, no, ma'am, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? But for whatever reason, the tall Mexican guy is Gigantor. <laughs> I think we know why. <laughs> hey, Gigantor! Like, all right, I, what, like, what the hell, man? It actually reminded me of Night at the Museum, you know? I don't know if you remember this scene or not, but he's like, Are you oh, sure you want <laughs> oh well, Owen Wilson is like the miniatures, right? Mm -hmm. And he keeps calling Ben Stiller Gigantor, and uh, Ben Stiller's just like, I don't like that. It doesn't make me feel good to be called Gigantor. I'm like a normal sized human. <laughs> um, so just, anyway, just think how Carlos Carrasco feels. Is that yeah. Carlos Carrasco? That's the actor really? who plays Gigantor, not the pitcher. I was gonna say that's a pitcher. <laughs> No, no, no. I just, I happened to notice during the opening credits, I was like, huh, 
Is he still on the Mets? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't think he is. That's what oh, I'm he's gone. The yeah. Mets we're like, you know what I'd really like to do? I'd like to get some really good pitching, but older. I have to be older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they pick up. You know, this guy's 35. Older. 37? Yeah. Older. Jeez. 40? I think now no one writes a bill. <laughs> we could bring Tom Brady in to pitch. Well, you know what? He might be okay for all I know. You know yeah. what I mean? You never know, right? I mean, geez. Um, find him wins a Super Bowl. <laughs> um, so it's just weird. I also like – so then Gigantor later when they're mm-hmm. talking about – I can't even remember what they're talking about. Something being scary, right? Um, and then Gigantor is like, well, I've got a wife. And kids, like, you've got yeah, a wife? Just, just the wife. Oh, He's yes, like, we're trying, please. We've been having trouble conceiving. That's not, that's not the point, though. I, I was like, was he? Did he really think that that was going to get empathy from anybody else? Like, who gives a shit? You got a wife, you know? <laughs> well, that was that one kid's that one kid's point in the back. Yeah. With with some really good acting. This the the supporting cast in this the bus, you know, the bus players, the speed players. They're not always quite so good, but that's okay because they are a. I like them though. You like them? They're a motley collection of random actors from then. Right. And that's what I like about them. <laughs> well, okay. I, um, you know, I I felt like well anyway we'll get into that with the sporting character uh, appeal, but um. But do you know who so, the kid? I'm sorry, but you know who the kid who gets mad because just because you have a wife, yeah, that means I'm expendable. That guy. Yeah. He also plays the guy who smuggles the monkey into the country in Outbreak, and he's Brendan Fraser's roommate in With Honors, who's pissed that Joe Pesci is living in their lawn. Wow. So he's had a good career. He's had a great career, usually playing guys who get pissy about things. Well, they had always found his niche. And get spat at by monkeys. (laughs) Well, so in this movie, um, there's just tension, tension, and more tension, right? There's mm-hmm. just a lot of tension being built. Uh, we've reached the point where the bus has to jump over the missing bridge, right? They and get them onto this this empty freeway that I, I kind of missed why the freeway is empty. They when they explain it, aside from that it's new, maybe. Well, right? they were construction on it. Yeah, but then they're surprised when the when it's not. Yeah, finished. it's like but it's finished on the map, and I'm like, what? Okay. You should. I don't know. You I guess think that, nobody could have told you guys that there's a yeah. missing bridge. Um, and actually, that that was computer effects because the whole thing, this whole thing started. This scene happened because Jan Debont noticed that there was a piece of the I-105 that was missing, and he was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I could jump the bus over that." Yeah. But by the time they were going to do that scene, it was actually finished. So then they had to like CGI it out. That's uh. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I, I like to imagine Jan de Bond just everywhere he drives. Ooh, you could jump a bus over that. Ooh, look. <laughs> that bridge. You could jump a bus over that. Just, um, to, th- to this day, just dreaming of driving buses over precipices. Precipices? I don't know. Well, I think what he's dreaming about is like, how could I have made that cruise ship better? <laughs> This is uh, his great regret. <laughs> That's forecasting to speed through speed to cruise control, everybody. Um, I don't think that'll be the uh, the best action movie of all time, 
But if you really want us to rank it, okay, we'll rank no, it. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> speed, um, speed one and speed two, the difference is marked. Yes, so there's a marked difference. I agree. Um, so anyway, I, it's a cool scene, the bus jumping over that gap. But every time I I see it, I'm like, why did the front wheels pop up? Yeah. Yeah, it like really tips backward a lot. And actually, yeah. I was thinking right before they did it, would it make sense to front load the bus the same way they did? Um, you know, when well, that I think when you it want to backload over? the bus. Oh, well, then there you go. You're all set then. Yeah. Well, right. Wouldn't you want to backload it so that it... I don't know. I thought maybe you'd increase momentum if you're in the front. I don't know. Well, maybe. I don't know. But I mean, what really would have happened without any sort of ramp there is that they would have just gone down. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, he has the throwaway line about, well, it might be inclined. And I don't remember why it might be inclined, but yeah, can't can't question it too much. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's cool in the sense that it's a neat thing to do, but it, it serves no purpose other than for everybody that watches it to go. But that's not what would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> they would have just gone down and then exploded. Um, then they, they head to the airport. And then we have Ferris Bueller's friend go, it's the airport. Yeah. So, and he's like, well, I already seen the airport. <laughs> Which Another cute line. Yeah. Kind yep. of under undercover MVP Alan Ruck kind of yeah Alan Ruck in this movie is really good in this actually of of all the bus patrons he's probably yeah. the best one oh I think so the best one uh, well yeah Gigantor isn't that great and the other kid isn't that great and and crazy woman who got killed when we didn't mention yeah well she was yeah that's true we didn't even talk about the fact she got killed which I actually thought was a was a good scene because I can mm-hmm. understand her you know freaking out and wanting to get off. And it also shows that this guy's cunning and yeah. And they had established that she has anxiety problems, right? Because that's why she stopped driving. So that was actually kind of clever too. Yeah, exactly. So I thought she was good and she's been in a lot of stuff too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. She's a, you'd recognize her when you see her. But so to go back to Gigantor, he's got another line and part of me is like, you know, maybe the lines weren't exactly what he could make good you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. after jack gets off the bus he gets off and like two seconds later Gigantor is like i'm telling you he's somewhere jerking off <laughs> like what why what about this guy in this in your experience with this guy is making you think that yeah she even kind of mentions i think he didn't have to get on the bus in the first place and yeah. um but you know at the same time he knows that he looked up annie's skirt and you know what else is there it to do he's holding it in right exactly he's been waiting He's like, I gotta get someplace and jerk off, and I can't do it right here because that's that would be rude. This clean Sandy Bullock vagina. Um, <laughs> it, it's clean, but it's sandy. It's a little strange. <laughs> um. So then we go through this whole <laughs> so, thing. Where, where, <laughs> you know, you thought that you think those barrels are usually full of sand, and it turns out they're full of water. Same thing with. Same oh, thing with, Same thing with her vagina. Oh yeah, we think it's sandy, but it's <laughs> it's actually watery. Yeah. It's lubricated. <laughs> it's it, it's not even that lubricated. It's just watery. You know, it's just <laughs> oh. it's just runny. It's very strange. You know what? I think maybe we'll leave this in and send it directly to Sandra. <laughs> see what she thinks of it. She's gonna be like, "Little do you two know." <laughs> yeah. She's gonna be like, "You guys spend way too much time talking about my vagina." So uh, let's or, stop that. 
or not enough. We have to ask Keanu. Um, so Keanu they actually had a crush on this set. I don't know if you heard about this. I did not hear about that, but that makes sense. They have no chemistry, so of course. <laughs> so yeah, they they actually so Sandra Bullock has come out and said, "Oh yeah, I had a big crush on Keanu and that." And then Keanu didn't know, and he was like, "Oh yeah, no, I I was crushing on you too." I was. Cool. Uh, his quote was, "It was very fun to go to work." Oh well, they uh, they should have gotten together. I know it's funny that they never did. Um, Keanu's too so, much of a gentleman. So then we get to this part in the movie where we have like the people on the bus looking for Jack, and it's tense. And Sandra Bullock's like, "What?" And then they have to repeat it, mm-hmm. and then she just repeats it again. And then we we cycle through this for a few more times. And I'm like, I don't. Sandra Bullock making everyone repeat everything and then repeating everything that everyone says, not my favorite thing that's happening. Yeah, they also do that back when the bus driver is still around and he's like shouting from the car, he's shouting while he's running. It's just a lot of saying what. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, if you really want to talk, maybe you should just stop. Like, I get right. Don't just shout what and keep driving. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Well, actually, Sandra Bullock can shout what and keep driving because she has to. But She has to, yeah. Um, so it feels like a lot of the times that, that Hopper and Reeves interact, it's like an effort of overacting. Like they're just trying to top one another in overacting. That sounds right. That sounds right. I can imagine, I, I consider Dennis Hopper to be a bad influence on Keanu in this movie. I, I do too. Because um, his scenes with Jeff Daniels are much more restrained or not exactly, but more restrained. So they've figured out now that the camera is, you know, how Dennis Hopper is seeing it. So they're trying to create a closed loop. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they take it to the, the news van are able to like patch into the UHF, re- whatever the fuck, it doesn't really matter. And, and then you've got, uh, well, I don't remember what, what'd you say his name was the ch- chief? <laughs> oh, uh, um, Joey Morton, Joey Morton, Joey Morton's character. For a second, I thought you were trying to talk about Carlos Carrasco. <laughs> and you were calling him the chief because he seems kind of Native American or something. This is where my head went. And I was like, what the fuck are you on about now? <laughs> I don't remember him being Native American. But um, but, but Janine Garofalo used to have a bit when she was a stand-up comedian at the time about how speed is like all the people on the bus. It was just like different. There's the construction worker and the Indian chief and a motorcyclist and stuff like so that. It's, it's, I thought that's yeah. where you were going. <laughs> um, is there's a there's a there's a, a look into how my mind works, and when I don't respond immediately, it's because I'm off doing something like that. Talking about the village people, and yeah. <laughs> um, so uh-huh. Uh-huh. Joy, Joy Morton, um, he apparently thinks that if you just scream at people, it makes them somehow do it faster. Like he does it, run it. Yeah. <laughs> I felt a little bit bad for that poor that poor camera guy who's like, I'm just trying to. And he's like already like kind he's of established it. that you you know you don't need to yell at me because he's yeah. like, film it, film it. And he's like, yeah, yeah I'm or recorded or whatever. And he's Relax, like, please. he's recording. And then he's like, run it. If I was that guy, I'd be like, you know what, fuck it, they can all die. <laughs> Keep yelling at me. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then, you know, so they get everybody off the bus and um and then of course Jack and Annie can't, right? 
naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, they mm-hmm. have to go in a secret way, which was a really cool escape. Like, like it was neat the escape they chose that they had them do. Yeah. But I'm like, do you think it was cool the way that they kind of dropped below and went away on it? The only thing I didn't <laughs> like about it is is <laughs> the only thing I didn't like about it was that it was like clearly on wheels. Yeah, that's that's actually true. And I'm like, you could have just like made it spark and stuff, and it would have looked realistic. And instead, you just had it like wheel all the way down the runway and into the grass. Yeah, that was actually really that was kind of strange. And like, they weren't on that. Um, for a second, I just added, I kind of thought it was supposed that um, the little cart that he was on before when he was, um, you know, under the bus trying to de- disarm the bomb. But no, it's like the hatch door, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just talk about, like, why did Harry have to die? You know, I I remember that being, like, because it's, like, an affecting scene and you're supposed to, like, like, I guess Keanu is, like, now it's personal, but they don't really play that up, do they? They don't play it up at all. And and, And then the only line that Keanu really even has about it is he like he's talking to the police chief guy Joey Morton, and and he just goes yeah yeah I heard about Harry. Yeah, exactly. He's upset about he's upset about it for a minute there because he bangs up the bus and shit. But like yeah. after that, it's kind of just gone. Like no more Harry. Yep. I've got yeah, yeah, Keanu Reeves to cuddle it. now. Oh, the guy I shot. Yeah, I was looking for him to die. Well, he doesn't need um, Harry because he's got you know Sandra Bullock's clean vagina. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> You know, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about, like, what could they have added to this that would have really helped? And mm. I knew what it was. F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> or the actual actor that was actually in The Mummy? No, F. Murray Abraham, clearly. <laughs> He's like, actually, I turned that role down. They had initially wanted me to play the Keanu Reeves guy. I don't remember what F. Murray Abraham sounds like off the top of my head. I don't know if you can tell. Well, I mean, who, I, can you do an F. Murray Abraham? Who does an F. Murray Abraham impression? I mean, I don't know Mrs. that anybody does. M- Mrs. Murray Abraham? I don't know. <laughs> Mrs. Murray Abraham. But yeah, I'm like, I, yeah, I was, I was like in this part just trying to like figure out why Harry had to die. I'm like, did it confirm that they had the right guy? I mean, I don't. Yeah. Anyway, um, I liked. There was a there was a good line by Dennis Hopper, which mm-hmm. is sort of shocking in this movie, actually. Yeah. But I enjoyed when, you know, he shows up, they meet up, Jack Traven and him, and and he's like, you're crazy. You know, Keanu's like, you're crazy, brah. You know? <laughs> and uh, he goes, poor people are crazy. I'm eccentric. Yeah, that was that was another actual decent line. There's a, there's a few lines in this that kind of you end up going, that's not that's not a bad line at all. I'm not sure yeah. the delivery is always quite yeah there because even like I like Keanu, but I'm not sure he really quite has that that he Arnold not, kind of ability to deliver some of those lines, and you don't just go. Bleh. Yeah, he has not perfected the action star status at this point. That's at this sure. point in his career. Yeah, yeah, um, it's it's still enjoyable, right? But it's definitely, I, I think, if you had had like a Tom Cruise or a, um, you know. Sylvester Stallone or an Arnold Schwarzenegger in this role. I don't know, maybe not Arnold, but I think anyway, Stallone might have worked actually. I think Stallone would have done this role well, actually. Um, 
and he would have been a little better than I actually think well anyway I don't think that Keanu is really action starry enough to pull off all the one-liners. You know, See, Bruce, interesting. Oh, Bruce Willis would have absolutely knock this role out of the park. Oh my gosh, that's a good point. Bruce Willis would have been amazing in this role. But this is, and this is not to make fun of Keanu. It's just there's something, the some sort of charisma there is not, and it might be because Bruce actually comes from more of a comedy background. Mm, that could be, yeah. That's a good he point. Was, he was in the he was in sitcom. The, the sitcom, yeah. Yeah, and moonlighting. He, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Keanu, what, what did he really do before this all that much? I think he was really just in a couple of random movies. I think, I can't remember, I don't know what he was in before this. You mentioned Point Break, but now I can't remember what else, if anything. Well, Bill and Ted's. Right? Oh, right, no, he's actually very funny in that. So yeah, he's, he's. so he, yeah, that's true, he has done comedy. I, well, I whatever, don't know, well, whatever it, does, it, it is. doesn't work in this particular, yeah. but anyway. And, you know, I, I didn't write, I purposely didn't write a lot during the, uh, like, take a lot of notes during the final showdown because I figure we'll go over that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, it seems crazy to me that this guy was in the bomb squad and I was just completely thrilled to be killing people. Yeah. And, um, and then, I, I don't know if I should say it now. Should I say it now? The epic line? Oh, yeah, sure. There's never well, that time. So, for those of you who haven't seen it, which I mean, at this point, you know, it seems kind of silly. You're still listening. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> he decapitates Keanu Reeves decapitates Dennis Hopper. Mm-hmm. I should say Jack Traven decapitates Howard Payne. <laughs> no, Keanu Reeves did not murder Dennis Hopper in real life <laughs> by decapitation. Um, yes, that was not something that that was not a big news story in 1994. There were a couple of mur- <laughs> news stories involving murder around that time, but none, none involving Keanu Reeves. Or Dennis Hopper. Or Dennis Hopper, that we know. Although it would have been more sort of expected if it was Dennis Hopper. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but so Dennis Hopper says to Keanu that you know, basically I'm smarter than you. You know, I'm the one with the plan, blah, blah, blah. And Keanu decapitates him and says, well, I'm taller. Which is, that line really d- didn't work for me in the moment. Really? Oh, man, it cracked me up. <laughs> I oh, it really worked. didn't work it for was me. Like the only, it was like one of the only lines that really worked for me. So it was. It didn't for you. It was and a then, real. It was a real stretch. <laughs> but no, it really was because like it felt like you're just trying a little too hard there, Keanu. Which like it didn't. It didn't feel natural in the moment. You know what I mean? The next one. The next pun he says. Is, See the next pun I didn't like. It was just as stupid, but at least it was felt more natural to me. Really? That's funny, because I felt like it was, like, too much. Also I, stupid, I agree. But, yeah, the next line is, he said, Sandra Bullock says, where's Howard, or where's Payne, or whatever she says. Yeah. And he goes, he lost his head. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, something about Keanu's Very glib about decapitation. <laughs> oh, I know. I just, you think that would be slightly traumatizing, but no. Well, apparently it's just you can watch a guy lose his, you know, get decapitated right in front of you and actually right above you, you know? Yeah. When did when did Mission Impossible come out, the first one? 96? 1996, yep. Because I was wondering if climbing on top of trains was really big around this time. I can't remember. Well, I mean, they did it. I think we haven't, I haven't watched Mission Impossible 1 in a long time. Yeah. Um. So I, I might be getting ahead of myself here, but I... I feel like they did it better in Mission Mission Impossible, but they probably did. The, the The train content 
I'm uh, it kind of makes sense when you mention the train stuff being kind of I don't want to say last minute, but done last. Yeah. And they needed the extra money for it because it didn't feel quite as anywhere near as natural, really, as the bus stuff. Yeah. Well, the only reason that 20th Century Fox greenlit it was because they they added this as an ending. You know what would have been funny if they had just left it as the storyboard, like animation. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I'd like love to the, see that. the movie is just suddenly very strangely conceptual, and that it's just changed formats. I don't know where you're like. This was an interesting decision on their part. Whatever it's a statement of some kind. I would assume Jack died, and now they're like in a weird heaven. Yeah, and then. Interesting. But so, and and this sort of goes along with it too, with the subway portion of this not really landing that well. Yeah. Is really the track isn't finished. <laughs> like, you couldn't have thought of anything better than that, but just the end of the line. You know? I, I, I love Joey Morton just radioing Keanu Reeves constantly. I Keanu, know. the track's not finished. The bridge isn't finished. Keanu, the script's not finished. We have to, <laughs> we have to ad lib the ending. Um, and then of course, nothing works on this except that he can suddenly accelerate it. Thank so nothing works, but and then I was like, I so I thought that I was like nothing works except acceleration, and I was and I was like, oh, I get it, speed. <laughs> yep, nothing works except going faster. That would be and funny then, if that was the if that was uh, the solution for every problem in this movie. Go faster. Yeah, <laughs> everything's go faster and you'll be fine. Yep, don't um, worry. And then they come crashing through, mm-hmm. right? They land on the street, slide down the street, and just barely bump this like kind of shitty looking van. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy that steps out of the van is in a full three-piece suit. <laughs> Actually, that's the second time that kind of happens, too, because remember when the bus crashes into the big jumbo jet that they bought? Yeah. And the guy who's driving the the whatever kind of vehicle it is that pulls the jet, he runs yeah. out and goes, oh, damn, and, like, runs away. <laughs> it's like, I like that these guys get away, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah. glad there's not excess collateral damage. I'm glad some randos who are just driving a van... In a three-piece suit, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and then of course, you know, they've accelerated so that they go through this thing, right? And you know, I, I don't know if you know this, but I know that uh, the train derailments are are really not deadly. Oh yeah, so, like pretty much every time, everybody dies. Yeah, <laughs> like they're the most deadly thing. And I feel like in the movies, they always show train derailments as like the answer to being to to getting out of things alive. Yeah despite this thing with just massive momentum just yeah. crashing into the world you know yeah yeah and she's handcuffed to this like at the very least she's got no she's got nubs yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would be a downer ending she goes to hug him and just oh jeez <laughs> this is blood squirting everywhere yep that was <laughs> what a weird ending this movie we have the weird part where it's animated briefly we have this weird slapsticky kind of evil dead kind of ending where <laughs> She's dismembered, but it's okay. In my mind, what's happened is like her her nubs are squirting blood, but she's still like going through with the with the last lines. Like, we'll just have to base it on sex then. Yep. You know? <laughs> and he's just distracted by her squirting nubs. Like, um, he's like, sure? no, I don't think we should base it on that. <laughs> um, but I will say, I, I I wrote this at the end. I don't know. There must have been a scene that like really did it for me, but I was just like, man, Sandra Bullock was is gorgeous. She's a yeah. really good looking woman. Um, but for I, me, I, was, I go ahead. 
for, for me, it was her cute 90s outfit, frankly. the uh, She's wearing yeah. that, like, cute, cutesy dress and uh, little booty socks or something. And it was uh, it's an adorable look. Yeah. And actually, well, whatever. But she she uh, hasn't lost her looks as she's gotten older, but neither has Keanu Reeves. So Yeah, it's true. Um, and I, I did laugh when she did the, we'll have to base it on sex then. Mm-hmm. Line. I mean, it, I enjoyed the line, but man, is this Joss Whedon's dialogue writing? Yeah, you kind of get the feeling now, in, in hindsight, very much so. Yeah. So It wasn't Graham Yost, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so that's the whole, well, he wouldn't have written something so dirty, not, not full house writer, you know? No, he's, he's all about... He's all about the cleanliness. Family values. That's why he um, loved working there. Yep. Um, so that is the overview of Speed. So now we should we should move on to what everybody's here for, the rank, right? This mm. is where we rank the movie based on 10 categories, story, acting, originality, action sequences, chase and fight scenes, film coherence, hero appeal, villain appeal slash hatred, supporting character appeal, and the final showdown. And I realize that I just went through those all very quickly. Um, but if you want a more detailed description of these, you can look at our website or our Patreon page. Mm. Um, but we we rank all these on a scale of one to five, one being the worst, five being the best. And the first one is story. So I'm going to start mm-hmm. and I actually gave story a five. Really? Yeah. I found the story very engaging and unique. Uh, the premise that John Long came up with was really <laughs> good <laughs> and effective. And it, it helps. Him, it was smart of him to, to leave out the mountain climbing this time just this once because the bus just didn't make any sense (laughs) buses Um, are notoriously bad mountain climbers exactly exactly gutless wonders they are Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah i mean it it helps build tension throughout the 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 story premise that you just the the idea of the movie just naturally tends towards tension throughout Mm -hmm. the whole thing so yeah that's true so yeah let's uh what what say you I only I only went with a, a 3.25, and now I feel silly. But I was just I was shooting for perfectly fine is what I was shooting for. It's funny because I took sort of your your input really to heart, <laughs> and now I'm undershooting everything. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I took yeah, it to heart. I gave this a one. This is shit. And you're like <laughs> I gave it a five. Well, the reason is like we were talking about it, and I was like, you know, I think I'm being a little bit too harsh on story, right? Mm-hmm. But but anyway, so go ahead. So now the next, or did you have more you wanted to say about story? I apologize. No, it's uh, it's stupid and conceptual in a way, but in a way that works very well for your for your blockbuster action pick. Yeah. Pick flick. (laughs) Um, it's just one action picture. It's just a shot. (laughs) But uh, no, um, no, I mean it works fine. And I would, if I was the producer guy or whatever, and they pitched it to me, I'd be like, that's kind of dumb, but go on. You know. Yeah. Um, and as you said, it works really well. So, so the then we move on. <laughs> so then we move on to acting. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll let you go first on acting here. Well, for acting, I'm I'm going to do three point seven five, which again I'm trying to get across as being very good, but right. not great. Um, Keanu is limited as he was back then. I think he's actually grown a lot as an actor. I agree completely. Um, Sandra Bullock is really good. She's very likable and very fun. She kind of helps make the movie in a way. If she was less good, it would be a lot less fun because she adds both levity and 
an actual kind of dramatic yeah exactly and uh like we said actually alan ruck was actually pretty good at what he was asked to do yeah um oh jeff daniels we barely mentioned him throughout the entire thing but he was pretty okay too yeah I mean, he's kind of forgettable because he dies and nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, he's he's up there in heaven looking down. His like, character at all? Yeah, pretty much. But he was he was effective too. He I very much buy him as like the you know the, the experienced cop with the encyclopedic knowledge of the bombs. Right. But he he was good. Another actor in it was not so good, but we'll get to that. Well, so acting, I also gave it a three point seven five actually. Oh, well, there you go. Um, we completely agree. I thought everybody was decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keanu and Dennis Hopper were mm-hmm. overacting a lot in mm-hmm. this. Um, but, you know, and it, honestly, if you don't have Sandra Bullock in this, this is a much lower score. Yeah, she single handedly brings this up. Yeah, she's got a lot of charisma and a lot of sort of natural ability to carry the story a bit, which is unusual for the female lead in all these movies. In an action movie, specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. And for the role that she's being asked to do. Yeah, to be specific here, because it's not like we're saying that women can't be the action stars. Oh, yeah, absolutely can. But in the role that's envisioned for Sandra Bullock here. Yeah, it's she does so much with it that like it's very obvious why she becomes a star. Yeah. And it's actually not even to say that any of the other, you know, actresses in any of these movies we've been doing are like they do a bad job or anything. It's just you're not given much. Right, there's not much to work with. You're you're a two-dimensional character usually in these. Yeah, and it's not easy to elevate that above anything, just above the two-dimensionality. And she actually manages it, which is very impressive. Yeah, I'm with you. I thought she was excellent in this. Um, So then we move on to originality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, based on what you gave story, I feel like we're going to have different opinions on this. And that's okay. I gave it a four and a half. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought the premise was actually incredible. I, I really mm-hmm. did. I just th- think it's, you know, there had been some runaway train movies, but never a bus. You know, <laughs> you know? so that's this original. One, this one's different because it's a bus. But but the added element of having to keep it at a, like a consistent speed, I thought was just really excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't, I can't think of any movie that had done anything like this before. Mm-hmm. So I, that's no. why I gave it a high score. No, I gave it a four for for pretty much the same reason. Um, if you set aside the fact that it's kind of weird for, like, in real life, this would be really stupid. But if you set that aside, um, it's it's kind of a hook. It's a good good kind of premise that kind of gets you in. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And um, I feel like it's the sort of thing, I feel like at the time when people heard, because if it's like, oh, it's a runaway bus, it's, like, less interesting but the fact that there's this um, stipulation to it. Yeah, exactly. Really kind of makes it like, oh, so there's a, there's a specific reason they have to go. For, I don't know. It, it works. And yeah. It's, it's um, original. Yeah. I, I don't I, want to I, overdo it. Well, so the next um, category, that's the word, yeah. is action sequences. And that's you. Go ahead. Action sequences, I went four and a half. Okay. It's a, I think it's a very, very well done action movie. It could have been a lot stupider and I'd enjoy it. Because um, I'm not sure if it was all stunt drivers or how much of it was models now that you mentioned. I assumed it was all stunt driving, and they did a great job. Yeah. Well, and I it's, gave it a, and oh. it's exciting as hell. I'm sorry. I, I, I have this tendency to pause and then, and then continue just as you're about to go. But um, 
the I only go because I think you're done. So yeah, no, it's, it's like a stupid amount of time for me to pause. It's like just <laughs> enough that you're like, oh. But anyway, um, no, I uh, that's it, I guess. Yeah. Well, I gave it uh, very similar. I gave it four point seven five, mm-hmm. and for basically the same reason. But the movie was essentially two hours of action sequence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you know, entirely action. It's so well done. It leaves you on the edge of your seat. You know, um, I docked it a little bit for the subway derailment because yeah, it was just yeah. weird, and I don't see how they would have survived it. Um, or, like I said, at least how Annie didn't end up with nubs. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. But I yeah, it was I thought it was excellently done. Jack's so like, that, uh, so I suppose a hand job is out of the question. <laughs> She's like, well, if you go get it. I'm not sure where they ended up, though. <laughs> if you go get it. Oh, man. He's like, well, I'll just be taking these. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. What are you doing with those? Nothing. Um, he just puts them right into his little pocket. <laughs> um, so anyway, I don't know where we are now. Here I'm going, it was so clean. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so now we're on to chase and fight scenes. Um, yeah. And that's me first. I gave it a four. Mm-hmm. Um, there are only actually a couple fight scenes, and there are no chase scenes, if you think about it, mm-hmm, which is sort of mm-hmm. fascinating considering what the movie's about. Yeah. Um, though it feel it it does feel like it is one long chase scene, chase scene right? Yeah. So, but that's really an action sequence. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that the fight scenes it, that that were in it were pretty decent. You know, not necessarily perfect, but they were decent. Um, yeah. It's kind of sluggish at times, and and more built on tension than anything else. Um, and I didn't really enjoy that shooting Jeff Daniels just didn't really matter. Yeah. It was, it was actually just used for Hopper to escape. Um, but all in all, I thought it was well done. Yeah. Um, it's actually really funny because I, I gave it a 3.8. Just, I landed on that weird number, but it felt right to me because I wanted to dock it a lot because it's not technically chases and not really so many fights. Really the only real chase that I can think of is them is at the very end, he's chasing after them oh, trying to get onto the train on foot, right yeah, yeah but it's it's on foot and it's not that exciting i mean dennis hopper's an old man not an right old man, but he's older than keanu reeves and he um and sandra bullock is like with dynamite strafter but yeah. at the same time like you said the tension is such that it's kind of a race it's a chase against time or speed or whatever mm-hmm. it's a chase it's a it's a race against inertia i guess <laughs> right yeah so it kind of feels like a chase scene, even if it technically isn't. So I just decided to sort of land a little bit in the middle where I'm not docking it too much, but I'm also not giving it too much credit. Yeah, I think that is reasonable. It, it's actually making me think like I should put it a little bit below four too. But no, four seems I was, um, you know, yeah. But anyway. yeah. So anyway, the next category is film coherence. And that's so that's for you. Uh, film coherence is a uh, basically a four for me, I think. Um. Okay. I, like with the mummy, there was a lot of little fridge things where I was like, that's kind of weird. And I think we, we landed on a few here and there's probably even a couple of more that I wasn't thinking of. Um, just like little things like when um, the one, the one woman falls off the bus, you know, cause she's trying to get off and like the, uh, why are the cops like waving her to, 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 to come, you know, they're like, come on, we'll help you. Like they should have been told. For instance, right. little things like that. But in general, it's it's really well edited and actually well written in my mind. Um, the person I was watching it with did not agree 
They were like, this is, this is, this was really stupidly written, like good movie, but bad writing. And I was like, actually, I thought the writing was actually pretty tight, frankly. So I think that the one liners were, the one, the one liners were silly, but the keeping the pacing and making sure everything fit. Right, right. But I'm saying like, if you're, if, if your research department was looking at it from just the dialogue standpoint, then that's okay. I can get that, but, but yeah, <clears throat> but so for, for me, I did three and a half. For mm-hmm. okay. Uh, okay. I thought Harry being shot and later being killed was unnecessary. I mean, it was That's just true. That's both true. times. Why? Um, I'm not sure why we needed the subway to derail. It seemed pretty superfluous. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't really add anything. Uh, I do think I would have liked to hear a little bit more of Payne's motivation for turning so solidly evil. Mm. It felt a little shaky to me. Um, I don't know what it is. I just feel like everything was really fun in the movie, but I don't know that everything they did really required was required to be in it. You know, mm, that's a good like point. him trying to defuse the bomb was ultimately unnecessary as well. You know, yeah, it, out of the bus. it added nothing except for the the fuel leakage, right. which didn't like, end up mattering. Yeah, and I thought that was stupid too. You know. Yeah. So you're right. Um, and it was basically just a scene so that they could kill off Harry, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty um, much. Which also didn't need to happen. So, all right. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's why I did three and a half. So, uh, so now we move on to hero appeal, and that's mine. Um, I gave hero appeal a four. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about the overacting and everything, but you know, he he really is somebody you're rooting for mm-hmm. you get behind him um if the overacting and cheesy lines would off, often take me out of it um it, it was similar to stallone and cliffhanger in that way but i think stallone is better at delivering those lines than keanu mm-hmm. at this point in keanu's career yeah um but you know i mean I, I don't really have much to say about it other than you know i i don't think he's lower than a four because I was genuinely rooting for him, but he's definitely not anything higher than a four because he just wasn't a badass, really. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Um, so what about you? Same, same kind of reasoning, but I was a bit lower. I went 3.25 for a lot of the same reason. Very, very solid, solidly good and like likable, but just not, not super interesting. It, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the role required anything to be too much more likable or interesting than he was, but at the same time, I don't know. He's kind of forgettable, but which is fine. I really vacillated a lot with mm-hmm. with my yeah. ranking, Bo- both for hero appeal and for the next one, villain appeal. Mm-hmm. But that's next, so you you can go ahead unless you still want to talk about hero appeal. No, I'm I'm all right. I've already forgotten about him. That's so that's so forgettable. <laughs> uh, for 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 villain appeal, I went with a two. Wow. Okay. Um, I didn't care for him. I know, like, I did hate him, but I, I kind of like wanted to like him more. And the, the overacting really sapped a lot of the villain's likability for me. And by likability, I mean liking, not liking him. You know, like enjoying him. Right. And uh, it was, it was very much in the John Lithgow school of acting, um, yeah. of villain <laughs> acting. Not, not as bad because nothing on earth is. In, including dying a thousand deaths, um, but 
I remember it being better, and I feel like you said the same thing. So I don't know if it's just that we're older now, and it's like, yeah, this wasn't all that good. And I feel like he was probably directed to like act, overact, like really, like come on, ham up the scene, and like he thought that it required being hammy, but it's not it. This isn't it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I felt very similarly. I gave him a three. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was similar actually to the hero appeal. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, in that I definitely rooted against him. Um, I wanted him to lose and I certainly didn't like him, but I felt like his overacting was even worse. And it's probably just because he was on screen a lot less. Mm-hmm. You know, so with Keanu's character, you got to have a lot of moments where he wasn't overacting and you did really get to like enjoy him. Mm-hmm. But with Dennis Hopper's character, it was kind of just like, oh my god, dude, we get it. Yeah. You're a villain, you know. So let me let me play Shane Black script doctor here for a second. Sure. And I'm gonna add just a very quick little, basically line to one scene, where we're gonna fix I think what are some of the problems with Dennis Hopper's character when they're looking for his uh his like file, his background, his pension file, I guess is what it ends up being. Yeah. Um. They're trying to find its name. Jeff Jeff uh, Daniels can place him his face. The other cop who finds the file comes in and says, "Here he is," and she points down at you know the. I, I don't know if you could hear me, but I tried to loudly point at the at the desk. And she <laughs> says, "Harry Payne, former Atlanta Police Department bomb squad, uh, commendations, top in his field. Lost all of these hostages one time. Completely lost it. Went bonkers." They had, had dishonorable discharge, whatever you do for cops. I don't know what you actually, how you get discharged as a cop. Uh-huh. Due to being obsessed with, uh, you know, bombs thereafter. And then it explains why he's crazy, why he's obsessed with bombs, and why he's like, he blames himself for killing all those people, so now he has to continue killing. Something like that. Yeah, some exposition. Mm-hmm. Some exposition other than just he's a wacko, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, any of that would have helped. You don't have to do much. Yeah, to give to give it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and this like, is where you know I maybe like your research department has a point about the script not being about the script not being. Yeah, but at the same time, it's not. My point is that it's not it's not super upsetting in the moment, and that's all I really ask for from a lot of these movies. You know. Right, I agree. I don't I don't disagree with that. I, it's I, fine to nitpick later, but at the time, it's like, all right, he's a bad guy. I don't care. <laughs> I feel like they could have gone either more quietly menacing, or more like. Or just I, I think quietly menacing would have been the way to go, but if yes. you're really gonna be if you're really gonna be over the top I don't know, I guess go I, I, I think that go. you could have given him some turmoil. You know? Yeah, yeah some like turmoil. He could, have been, he could have been a villain still without actually wanting to kill anybody. You think I like killing people, Jack? I don't yeah. do this because I like it, I do it because I have to, something. Yeah. I'm doing it for what I'm owed. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's like they tried to get there and reveled in the killing too much. I'm just like this, and I get it. Okay, I hate him, right? But like, it just doesn't seem like it just doesn't seem like he would have made it this long in life without having already done this. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. You don't just retire and then suddenly you're a a maniac. Yeah, without without a reason, without some sort of traumatic experience. Maybe they could have made it in like a whole statement about ptsd or something they probably shouldn't have gone that direction probably good they didn't yeah or you know just i don't know i I think there's other there should have been some more development of his characters basically what i'm saying so but let's move on to supporting characters appeal and you yeah i think that's me actually yeah yeah 
Um, so I gave, <laughs> I think we're going to disagree on this. Mm. And I, I think it's because I was so enamored with Sandra's act. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I gave it a four and a half. Oh, well that is higher than I gave it. Yeah. And I'm like thinking about it now and I'm like, that's too high. But I was just, I thought the supporting actors were actually where this movie kind of shined. Yeah. You know, um, there were some ridiculous lines, but Sandra Bullock was absolutely excellent. For this. Mm-hmm. It was just so good. Um, I felt like Jeff Daniels did his role really well, which is mm-hmm. we discussed that earlier. Yeah. Um, and the passengers on the bus were all decent as well. You know, not great, but I felt like they were as forgettable as they needed to be, but they also were as charming as I would need them to be to want them to be rescued. If that yeah. makes sense. No, I see what you're um, saying. And I, I felt like of all the people there, Gigantor was probably the one that was most up and down with the acting. But other than yeah. that, I thought it was really, really solid. And again, four and a half might be too high, but that's all because of Sandy. Yeah, yeah. You see, I went in the other direction and I went with the 2.8, <laughs> which is... And then the only reason it's not lower is because of Sandy. As well. Yeah, she and Jeff Daniels were fine. I mean, she was, I, I kind of like almost consider her to be like at least a third of hero appeal. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like, I feel stupid now giving it quite so low, but I just thought that everyone else was pretty bad. But, you know, actually, now that I think of it, Joey Morton was fine too. So yeah. Maybe a lot of them were fine. I think you, you didn't like some of the bus characters. The bus and... characters were very stupid, but that's fine. So, and that, well, actually, I forgot even to mention Alan Ruck. Yeah, no, he was fine too. I guess. He was he was really good too. Well, um, I I own my mistakes, but I also don't ever correct them. So we're sticking with two point eight for that. But <laughs> you have corrected once. Yeah, well, so, that was that, that's that was, okay. That was a lapsing character. Which is funny because the feedback that we've gotten from our one person who's one of the two people that are giving us feedback. Yeah, they were like, I really liked that you like changed your your rank. <laughs> Not me. And uh, and now we're both because you because you've made it clear that you will never change. Now I feel like I can't. So, you know like, what? You know what? You know what? I'm changing this one. I'm. Are you really? To the people's decision. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm a man of the people. I don't, I give them what they want. I'm moving it up to three point two five. Okay. I think that's still not great. Know. But between Sandy, between her, Alan Ruck. Joey Morton and Jeff Daniels, which is kind of a large portion of the supporting cast. <laughs> they were all good. They deserve they deserve credit. Gigantor was in fact kind of not so good. So yeah, we're on to so on to final showdown, and that is for you to go first. Final showdown, I gave a three. Because it was kind of right. It was I I understood why they went there, because otherwise it's kind of a difficult movie to end because either the bus crashes or it doesn't, you know? Right. So it's, it's hard to really get a final showdown that works a lot better than what they did. But at the same time, it's kind of the premise itself doesn't totally allow for so much in the way of a showdown that isn't just we're safe now. For my final showdown ranking. (laughs) Um, Wait, what did you I, give it a five? I gave it a five. You gave it a five. I, <laughs> okay. I actually loved this showdown. 
Okay. I, it was tense. It had a villain that you hated, a hero that you, you know, were really rooting for. Okay. It was in a unique space. And I'd, and then it had the epic one-liner, which I know didn't work for you, but it really worked for me. Um, okay. I, so what I'm doing is I'm considering the final showdown finished once he gets decapitated, right? Like okay. once he said that line. Because the rest of it would be less than five, without a doubt. And, and that other line would have even brought it down even lower. Oh well. So, uh, but otherwise, I thought it was it was kind of pitch perfect. It didn't need to be on a subway. That that part didn't really matter. But I really enjoyed that they fought on top of the subway car. Um, you know, I don't know. It worked for me. It just it did it for me. You see, and, for me, it felt a bit like they ran out of ideas. So they were just like, well, now they're on a subway car. So that's just what well, they got to be speeding on something. And actually, I you know I. I'm actually going to change it. <laughs> no, you can. No, no, no. I, because I've been thinking about it a lot since I gave it that. Yeah. I'm going to change it to uh, 4.25. Okay. Because okay. I actually did not like that they decided to put it on a subway car, which I've yeah. discussed in film coherence. I was like, why are we even in a subway? Yeah. I liked the the final showdown fight, but yeah, that, that part of it was just like, we could have done this somewhere else and it would have been good. Okay, okay. So now nah, four and a half. Four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we're going crazy, changing everything. You know what? I'm changing my hero appeal. <laughs> All right. So that's it. That's the entire ranking for um, speed. And so it didn't overtake Iron Man. It did not overtake Iron Man. It ended up at seventy six point three. Okay. Which means it did overtake Mummy, which is what oh. we thought might happen. Yeah, that actually makes sense. I think it's a yeah, tighter I movie, agree. in my opinion. So that puts it what at number seven. That really? Yeah, because it's Iron Man. Then or no, number five. Iron Man, four, Aliens, yeah. Predator, Hero, Speed. Okay, that's so it's good. below Hero, above the Mummy. Gotcha. That sounds about right. I think. So, thanks for listening. If you'd like to see an updated list of our rankings, you can see that on our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com. Check us out next episode when we're ranking Bullet Train, the 2022 movie. It's our first modern movie with Brad Pitt. Um, anyway, goodbye. And aloha. Oh, <clears throat> really high pitched quote. Um, <laughs> quote. <laughs>